Hello everyone, obviously welcome to the International Youth Arts Festival uh, DigiFest. Um, obviously sorry we're not in Kingston at this time, and um, obviously with the obvious pandemic we're going online, which I think is more accessible in some ways. Now we do this, so you want to work in the arts sort of every year, or the past few years anyway, um, and I think being online now is probably a bit more accessible for a lot of people, um, and for what we want to, you know, sort of talk about. And, you know, we're Creative Youth and we're a charity that aims to enable young people in terms of realising their potential through the arts. Obviously, we do that through Creative Youth and the festival as well. Um, we've got loads of things coming up over the sort of weekend. Um, we've got uh, some performances tonight. We've got performance fresh from Kenya. We've got an amazing documentary um, uh, from Kenya all about their time about coming to Creative Youth next year, which is amazing. And we've also got Fires Our Shoes made, which is a part of uh, Gig Theatre, um, which is amazing as well. Uh, tomorrow we've got uh, jam-packed with a load of stuff. Um, in the morning we're kicking off with uh, diversity in the arts, um, all about the Black Lives Matter movement, um, and just diversity in the arts in general and how it can be imp um, improved. And then we've got loads of different performances throughout the day as well. But on to the main event, and um, this is obviously See You Want to Be a Woman in Stand Up. We've got an amazing selection of panellists here, Maisie, Tanya and Ellen, so welcome. Um, and I'm just going to give it over to Ellen. She's going to sort of be a chair this evening um, and we'll sort of kick it off uh, and I'll be back at the end and whatever. But Ellen, uh, Maisie and Tanya, over to you. <laughs> okay. Hi, guys. Hello. <laughs> How are you okay. Um, God, this is the new backstage, like waiting, wasn't it? Just yeah. there. Oh, it's mad. Kidding. <laughs> this is it. Just waiting for us all time to speak. Um, hi everyone. Um, welcome to So You Want to Be a Woman in Stand Up. Um, I don't know if there's, you know, there's uh, a lot of to digest in 45 minutes, but we, we're gonna, it's a big old topic, but we can do it. Um, let's just do a little intro first of all. Um, so yeah, so my name's Ellen Lilly, very new to the uh, stand-up scene still. Um, I was introduced by Tanya Moore, the queen, and um, yeah, so I'm still quite new. Um, and just won an award through IAF last year. So that's also another reason why I'm here. Um, I'll pass it on to you guys. Oh, hello. Jeez. Do you feel like you're doing them really awful dating videos from the 80s now? Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Maisie. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm Maisie. I'm uh, also a comedian. I've been going four years in October. Um, and I'm a, I'm a woman. I'm a lady comedian. Oh my God, shut up. Wow. <laughs> Oh my god, do you have breastlaces? I've got breastlaces and everything, yeah. Oh. yeah. I should have said I'm a comedian. You got the leggings. <laughs> Don't talk to her, she's got the leggings. The word comedian makes my toes go like that. I know, it's, I, get, I get goosebumps. It's the worst word ever, I swear. Um, hi. My name is um, I'm also a comedian, um, plus other things, um, irritating, annoying, um, and um, yeah, I'm here because I'm a comedian. With boobies. With, with boobies. That's boobies. what we should have called this webinar, Comedians with Boobies. <laughs> there we go, in one yes. sentence. 
um yeah so there we are there we are that's who we are let's see so um okay this is a this is a big one let's just try and keep it just keep it snappy this one because okay we, we can, can go into this we bit. can marie condo it and just pack it into this nice little <laughs> a little one yeah segment <laughs> so the question is how did you get into stand-up um tanya let's go with you first how did you get into it what made you do it uh Honestly, I wasn't really a big comedy fan before. I was, I'm more of an actor, so that's my number one love. But there was a time where I stopped dancing and I wanted to go back on stage and I was walking past this venue and they had like a comedy course on and, and my friend was like, why don't you try it? You're funny. And I was like, oh no, why don't we try it? Let's see what happens. And now I'm on a webinar. So <laughs> ever webinar, ever. <laughs> <laughs> from the Basically, I'm, saying, I'm still waiting to be a comedian because I want a fucking webinar. So no, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> oh, love it. Nice. Well, yeah, amazing. Similar to Tanya, yeah, I, I um, I, I was an actor <laughs> in averted commas. I'd gone to, I'd gone to acting school. I'd always wanted to be an actor, and then after graduating, as I'm sure you guys all know, it's bloody hard. I had no agent, nothing like that, and um, I'd move back up north, no work coming in at all. And I, like Tanya said, was also craving just being creative and on stage in some way. And that's what I like about comedy is that, like, it's all on you. You just do it. If you want to put on a show, if you want to get into it, you're not waiting to be cast as something in order to get that opportunity. You just do it yourself. It's so much more DIY, and that's kind of what I like about it. So I just put on my own gig because there's no gigs near me <laughs> sorry babe that sounds mad inspiring but it also sounds like you had no friends and i really <laughs> just <laughs> i was like she's going for a moment and i want to back her i want to be like yes mate but also i was like okay babes um what, where yeah. are we <laughs> i was just i was just up, up north in yorkshire with no friends <laughs> wanted to be you made it sound so forlorn you were like i moved to north nothing was coming in i was just there <laughs> and I really wanted to be creative. I wanted to get on stage. And that's the best thing. You can just create it yourself. But I wanted like, interaction with people. <laughs> yeah, essentially it, though. That's essentially it. It is true, though. You do, you can kind of, uh, you've got a bit more control, I guess, of how much that's you give and how much you go for it. Um, I mean, for me, it was a, a similar situation to you guys. Um, started as an actor still am still grafting as we all are um and then a friend said oh Ellen give it a go and you're like no and then you do it and then you give it a go and you're like oh okay I got one laugh and then you get another and you're like actually maybe I can do this and um yeah I got I got guided and absolutely just the heaven shone above and that was Tanya Moore who um, taught me in your class. We had a fantastic class in Seven Sisters and that was the first time after our like course we did um, our first little gig. Five minutes, exactly five minutes and um, yeah. Oh, they're all amazing. Get that light, get that light, five minutes. Um, that's and, yeah. like, like, still the hardest to do though. Yeah. 
yeah, it is. <laughs> if you get hooked mouth for 20 minutes, you're like, oh, fine. And then you get something through going, you just need to do strict five. I feel like I take five minutes to say hello. This is it. <laughs> like, these Zoom gigs are like 10 minutes long. It's just like, babes, do you want me to talk, do comedy? You need to give me like two slots. Can you? Yeah. Yeah. I had that was five minutes, so yeah. So that's yeah. Well, you did very very well, very very well, and look, oh. an award. So. <laughs> yeah, thank you. With with legends as well. This is a bit weird, um, but yeah. So that's how it all began. So there's lots of ways, I guess, to get into it, isn't there? Just it's pretty DIY. I like that phrase, Maisie. DIY. It's it, it can feel a bit DIY. Um, mm. as as a female comic do we feel like there's certain things that we can and can't talk about can I just say let's be mindful in this conversation I'm not a female comic I'm a comic who is female okay yeah so I'm yeah. a comedian who's female so as a comedian who's female I do feel like there are restrictions on what I can say but as a female I don't fucking listen so there's that uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, do you know what it is? I think it's more audience dependent than it is yeah. dependent. Do you know what I mean? So in some spaces, yeah. you can't be as quote unquote crass as you would want to or swear as freely as you want to because that audience don't respond to that. And the whole point is to get the audience to respond, right? So you have to be mindful in some situations, but I don't know if more so nowadays it's a thing. I mean, women go and do whatever they want now. Sure. It's beautiful. One. I think maybe in the past that was definitely a thing, yeah. but, but now like, and I, and I think it's thanks to, to, to previous um, com comedians who were women who were, who were kind of breaking those boundaries, I'm talking about people like Jay Rivers, um, where people would go, oh she's so crap, or even like more recently Catherine Ryan, yeah. like, oh, she's so open about her sex life, or she's so, so open about I mean, the frustrating thing I always get is that they'll go, oh, you women, all they talk about is like periods, all they talk about is vaginas. Now, I'm thinking when I've done, especially at open mic level, when you're on those lineups with like 18 other comics, all the blokes are doing dick jokes. Like, yeah. and it, it's it's not that we don't can't even, do stuff. don't even have dick. <laughs> But it's not that we can't do certain jokes or material, or we shouldn't do certain jokes or material because we're women. Yeah. But I think there's it's the um, the the expectations of an audience have been conditioned to expect one type of comedy from male comedians, and therefore a bit more willing to 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 let them go further and to let them be a bit more crass. And I think that's uh, the the case off stage as well. We're always shocked if we were sat around dinner. And a woman made quite a crass joke. There's some people who would go, "Oh, uh, I didn't like Shell's joke about the vagina." Yeah, um, yeah. But if Derek made that joke, it would be classic Derek. So it's yeah. it's about the audience's expectation. And I think we do right to to squash that so yeah. that it goes forward to be a, a lot more equal playing field. So that's a long-winded way of saying, yeah, like Tanya said, bollocks to what you can and can't say. <laughs> I also think as well it's like um it also just it depends it depends what you are comfortable with saying as well you don't yeah. have I also feel like just because we are um you know 
sometimes you think that you need to go for the shock value you don't and and people don't do you know you just got to talk about what you resonate with and what I think you know I mean and I think that was one of the biggest things I learned about in Tanya's class as well actually like you can you can try and and make you can try and make a lot of things funny and stuff but if if it's what you genuinely want to get across and you genuinely want to talk about that and you genuinely want to make people like sit and listen to me because this is what I'm telling you and I think it's funny so like I think it's about because I personally can't talk about sex I just I die a little bit but well, if you were sat at a dinner table you're the same thing you wouldn't want to you you wouldn't feel totally comfortable yeah. telling your friend who sat next to you about your sex life so why would you therefore be expected to do it on stage you're right you should be a sort of bigger reflection of who you are inherently or intrinsically yeah on yeah. stage absolutely. yeah absolutely and that's and that doesn't mean that i don't find other people talking about it hilarious it's absolutely that's i love that yeah. but sometimes if it's if it's not you then that's also fine do you know what i mean and i think um yeah, that's that's another reason why you can have many different females on one lineup. We yes, because they won't all be saying the exact same things because exactly. people are different with what they want to talk about. They're different with their experiences. Exactly. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, and you know, really, what? they should just have some men in this conversation. Really, we're wasted here. <laughs> Just should we put them in just for their butt ands or their butt yes? Oh God, no, I can't do it. Then I'm gonna have to carry their guilt. I'm not. I'm not interested. <laughs> uh-uh. Um. It actually this this runs quite nicely into our next question, which is, um, do you find other um comedians that are women or identify as women supportive of each other? For the most part, I do. Yeah, I think definitely. Um. I mean, I haven't, I don't think I've been around enough to not experience it for the most part. Um, I've heard stories from older comedians and people who've been in the game for a long time. But I find that now there is a massive support system. People are willing to help, you know, pass little notes in the inbox, pass little notes like, you know, do this, watch out for that person, do you want that gig, let me help you, all that kind of stuff. Um, it's happening. And I think it's yeah. wonderful. Um, if somebody tells you it's not happening, they are the problem. Tend to be, so. <laughs> what do you yeah. think, Well, I, I agree. And I also think that it's because we've been fighting for, um, for a seat at the table compared to our male counterparts, that then the women who do get uh, sort of big or come through, they don't pull up the ladder behind them, they leave it for us. So I'm talking about, um, you know, people like Catherine who will have Lauren Patterson as her, as her tour support. Um, Kiri Pritchard McLean's been great with getting me some of her tour support work. There's, um, there's there's a lot more of that sort of camaraderie because they know how hard it would have been when they were going through it. So they don't want to make sure it's the same going forward. So again, it comes back to that thing of like, well, look what happened in the past and look where we're at now and which direction it, it, it should be going. But by and large, I think it's very supportive. Um, and yeah, if, if if it's not, there's usually a reason as to why that person's not supportive. Um, yeah. And it tends to be not, it tends to be a, a reason that's not because they see you as a female taking their space. But the reason I bring up compared to, to say, um, the, the, the men is that, I don't know, if you, if, if, if you take something like Mock the Week, which has been for so long been dominated by white males, 
um, they're conscious that the industry is dominated by the same um, kind of people. So if if their space comes up for grabs, there's 20 people who look and sound exactly like them who can take that space straight away. Whereas um, the the female voice or any other voice that isn't hugely uh, represented in what we're, we're seeing, there's more of an incentive to as I say, not pull the ladder up behind you because you need that diversity. Whereas I think the lads are a bit more competitive because they know they're ten a penny sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah probably, a, probably a good thing we didn't invite them into this chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I really agree. And I think um, as as a creative and a lot of other fields like yourselves and actors uh, in acting writing um, device and things like that it, sometimes um, we have a bit of a, an image that it would be catty and things like that um, in other industries and yeah I think in other industries that there is a bit more but I really one of the things I really enjoy about the, the stand-up scene um, is that we, we I think we are pretty good at empowering each other and and raising each other up because like you said we all we've all got different things to talk about do you know what I mean there's a lot I more on our it's not that you won't come across a couple bad eggs there are a couple bad eggs yeah yeah no. everywhere right we, yeah. It, and it happens um, it's just I think like I said before for the most part it is a supportive network you know yeah and, and yeah that, we have to focus on you know i'm not trying to sell the female comedy community as like a l'oreal advert it fucking isn't it's hard (laughs) Um, but it is supportive so yeah it's there yeah if it was a l'oreal advert i'd want me chuffing money back (laughs) 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 okay so um Oh, this this is such a big question, but we're gonna we're gonna hit it right. Come on. So, what are the biggest cons and setbacks of being a a woman in having breasts? Well, where where do we begin? What 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 was where? What is it? Mate, Where's the biggest? Like we're, we're gonna be doing levels here, aren't we? Because it's yeah. gonna be different for everybody. I am facing different different problems. Yeah, I don't know how I was, I was saying just before you joined the call, Tani. It was it was really good, I think, to have this chat with more than one person because it's nice to hear somebody else's experience here. But I I don't know about you, but I used to I used to dread the question, "What's it like being a female comedian?" And as I say, the word "female comedian" still makes me cringe. But what it, what it's like being a woman in comedy? Still, I, I used to dread that question because I used to my sort of feminist instinct was to go well it's exactly the same um except you know you you've got boobs but it's it's i think and i do think maybe perhaps more recently mm. with what um has been co- going on in, and, and being sort of drawn attention to in our industry mm. is there are certain i don't know if i don't even want to call them hurdles or obstacles but there are certain um experiences that tend to happen to the women in comedy at a shockingly bigger rate than they happen to the men mm-hmm. and um in terms of like i don't I, I still don't know about calling it pros and cons but i guess inverted commas one of the cons is that you have to be a bit more aware of those sorts of things. so i'm talking about creeps in comedy here yeah, and yeah. being taken advantage of as a woman 
yeah. under the pretense of furthering a career. And I think that happens in loads of industries. But in terms of comedy, because men have been at the top in the positions of power for so long, mm. there is a sort of intrinsic, um, and it's not, it's, I don't think it's widespread and I don't think it's, um, I'm so trying to avoid saying the words not all men here, but it's um, it's certainly an issue. And an example of that um, is, I think I was like a month into comedy and I'd already had to keep a list on my phone of male comics that I'd been warned about. And I guess when we're talking about pros and cons of an industry, that's a con in that you, should, you shouldn't have to go into a creative uh, endeavour and be trying it out and just be in the first month of it and be already having to make mental notes of certain names and certain gigs. Yeah. That shouldn't be a thing. Having said that, um, I, I haven't experienced um, anything of that, of that sort and it's it's frustrating because you that's why I sort of feel a bit conflicted about it when I get asked what's what's it like being a woman in comedy because my experience has been hugely positive but you know bar a couple of things here and there but if you're looking at it as a whole for women in general I think there are certain again I don't want to say hurdles or obstacles but there's certain issues that it is just the women in comedy mm. um well, not just, I know it happens. Um, I think that, that, list, that list experience is a good and bad showing of support for women in comedy. And I say it's good because you were a month in and mm. you got this list, which means, I'm assuming a female sent it to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there was somebody looking out for you. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I received the list two days ago from a male. Wow. I've been doing comedy for eight years. How yeah. How long have you been doing comedy for? Four. Right. Yeah. I've seen this list until two days ago from a male. That's mad That's where well. there's holes in yes. it. Yes. So yeah, yeah. I think that's why I say when, when it comes to this question, there's so many layers because maybe it's absolutely on the button that females in general in comedy, it's a really tough time. And because it has been male dominated for a long time, men do use, you know, the power where they can, the power where they can, right? Mm. But then there's also a level for me as a black female where I'm excluded from even being sometimes included in something as a list because I've been working as well. Mm. Eight years. Yeah. I've never seen this list until two days ago from a male comic. That's mad. Right. So, again, it's really like, do you know what I mean? There's yeah. It. There's so Have you heard, like, rumours of pati like, particular... I've heard rumours from people. I've heard stories. I've, yeah. heard, you know, I've seen statuses, up updates of this one. But every, every time at the time, there's always a couple of people agreeing, a couple of people not agreeing. I've yeah. gotten to the end of what was the situation. I've never received look out for. I've never had a conversation of anything. That was okay. Wow. Yeah, I was never sent a list. It was recent whirlwind. I'd never been in deep conversation or had a list. You know what I mean? And that's the thing as well is those conversations as well tend to happen when it's all females in the room because it's uncomfortable to have that conversation when there's a man who may well know the person you're warning about. So 
um, I wasn't sent a list. What what my, my list was self-made yeah. on my notes phone, and it was I've got an awful memory, and I and people would keep saying, say, if, if I was on a lineup and you're chatting about, you know, oh, have you seen this person's act? Have you seen this person's act? It was the woman who was going aside to me. Oh, you want to watch that? I don't like just be careful. He's got a reputation yeah. for this X, Y, Z, and then writing it down there. But if you wonder how much more would come out if that green room was a lot more diverse, you know, like how much when you think that that list is just compiled of snippets of information, exactly. Yeah. And the list is wild, it's Man. wild. Yeah, and that's the frustrating thing as well. I'm sure you saw it on Twitter a lot of people going, "Well, can you share these lists?" And you're like, "No, because then it shouldn't be my, capacity, yeah. It shouldn't be my job to share yeah. a list and put myself at risk because that list will contain names of people who are um, really unlike my shouldn't Share it publicly. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We shouldn't be doing that. That's definitely dangerous. I agree. With no. you. Yeah. And I think it's for the bookers and promoters to ask yes. lists yes. and you can give them to them because then therefore I got a lot of tweets going um, from punters going oh can we see the list because I don't want to give them my money it's like well I, I really understand that but it should be my job to publish these names be at risk of you know blacklisting myself yeah. or be yeah. at risk from, from, from being slandered because a lot of these people that I've heard about I've never met I've heard it from my friend who said oh yeah they tried this on with me and it's it's a lot more nuanced but if the bookers and the promoters had them, audiences wouldn't have to worry about giving their money to a creep. Yeah. Venues wouldn't have to be worrying about being a, an unsafe place that's hosting creeps. And yeah. I wouldn't have to worry about working with a creep. Yeah. So yeah. it's not it's, on me to expose it. It's on me no. to, to it's, it's not on me to publish it publicly. It's on the bookers and promoters to actively listen to these experiences and go, right, who are the names? Let me know and I won't book. That's it. That's it's not it's not it's not our job to help people not be dicks do you know what i mean that ain't, that's not our job do yeah. you know what i mean we're just there to say our bit and go and hopefully get an early night do you know what i mean like yeah. it's not our job so um so that's yeah. your question in terms of pros and cons i guess that's that's, that's the, the pros and cons of it the pros are there is community but we need to have more conversation around the community and the yes. are, unfortunately we work with absolute uncircumcised dick was it off no that's bang on is that right i thought i nailed it confidently i thought i nailed it he nailed it um no i think I, I completely agree and but you're right because because we're not always in these environments where we can talk openly to one another it it, it gets passed around like whispers and it and then it comes rumory and then we still look like the the big girls passing on these bloody notes do you know what i mean like yeah. there, there, it does feel like there's a bit of a sometimes there's a bit of a no win situation um and you're right no. If the culture where the person who, who knows that information, if the culture allowed that they felt comfortable enough to go to the venue and go, just so you know, this act did this when I gigged with them, or, you know, this act is yeah. not appropriate, but that doesn't exist. So instead, they only feel comfortable enough sharing it, like you say, in sort of whispered past notes. But and if by the time it then comes about, you're going, well, my friend said that when she gigged with this comic, this was, and it's not, that's not enough then, no. annoyingly. It's but we do have to get away from saying things like feeling like 
we're being the annoying ones because it's that kind of feeling and that kind of reinforcing which gives people that notion that if they do come forward that's what's going to be said about them you're not annoying or any of those other type of ing words if you're coming forward and explaining that you've been aggressed yeah. and you're fucking somebody's a nightmare and they need to leave the scene that's you being brave and coming forward and being an absolute fucking g so keep yeah. doing that do you know what i mean like i just yeah. keep we should stop saying and, and, and giving validity to stupid sentences or words or phrases and letting people get away with it. And I know not everyone says things intentionally, but if we don't pull them up at the time, they will be continued to allow to do these things yeah. unintentionally. Remember, small little scrapes end up being massive scars eventually. So if it happens to somebody enough, it does sound silly sometimes, you know, when you hear a certain complaint, but we got to stop feeling like it sounds silly. A complaint's a complaint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. you know yeah. whether he passed her made her feel uncomfortable or actually touched her boob either way she fucking felt uncomfortable yeah, yeah. So there's loads of that at the moment as i'm sure you guys have both seen but of, of, of people coming out and then going well what what have they actually done and you're yeah. like oh i'm sorry they needed to break a specific huge like it, do, it doesn't always have to be the, the whole nine yards yeah. ultimately you've made your colleague feel uncomfortable and that is down to your behavior rather than their sensitivity yeah. yeah deal with it yeah 100 yeah. percent. you can't tell me how i feel so accept it accept it yeah 100 um yeah so on a lighter note um but <laughs> but it, it needs to be discussed this is why I'm here. um what what is your gem of advice to to maybe somebody who's kind of debating it, um, a bit nervous about starting out or giving or maybe even just that first open mic? Like what what would be your kind of gem of, of knowledge to pass on? Run! No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think just remember to just stay who you are because you're going to go through some stuff you're going to you know join some people and there's a big thing you come to the comedy scene you think you know who you are then you see someone you're like oh my god amazing and you'll see it a hundred times at a hundred different gigs so you'll change who you want to be a hundred different times just try and remember at the end of the night you've got to stay who you are because that's what makes you different it makes you special and no one else has your voice so just remember who you are in the middle of everything because this seems crazy but it's like good crazy <laughs> Yeah, I'd sort of, yeah, I'd echo that. And, and I guess a byproduct of that is do it and 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 do it. Because if you, like, throw yourself into, I, people are always like, oh, should I sign up to my first gig? Yes, do it. And then as soon as you've done that first gig, book another one. Keep going. And the more you keep going like that, the more you'll find who you are as your on stage persona. But keep it close to who you are off stage as well. So don't, as we were saying earlier, don't try and say something shocking yeah. because you think that's what seems um, trendy at the moment. Yeah. Because that changes every two years. What will win the award in Edinburgh one year will get you a two-star review the next year. Do what you feel you want to say and keep doing it. Find your voice. And as Tanya says, the more you do that and the more you're finding your voice, there will be people who are going... Um, try this or try that and by all means be open to suggestions yes. always be open to learning but also stick to your gut on what your voice is I remember like really really I think it was I think it was at Say You Think You're Funny so I'd been going like nine ten months and I, I, I did my gig there and a, an agent came up to me afterwards and was like loved your stuff you really 
for me, give you some advice there. You should ham up the uh, northern working class thing to be more Victoria Wood. And it really annoyed me because I'm not working class. And I think it's a really irritating thing that happens, not all the time, but in the arts where people ham up how working class they are. Mm. And it's, it's really unfair compared to the people who are. And it's also a huge judgment that by my accent, I must be yeah. class. Like, yeah. I just hear this accent and assume I live in a terraced house with an outdoor toilet in yeah. like outside the mines. It's like awful. <laughs> and um, also, I hate when they're like, be more like somebody else. It's like, why? She already exists. I'm trying to yeah. be me. Yeah. Exists. Um, so it's, it's, it's really frustrating when that happens and it's but it's also really easy when you're new to hear that feedback and go okay and then so, like if I'd have done that I'd suddenly be doing material that is not my experience at all you know I, I it would be totally wrong if me to get up on stage and pretend I've lived this working class life when I haven't it's not it's not fair and it's not right and it's not goes back to what we were saying earlier you your version on stage should be a, a heightened version of you and I'm not sitting down at every dinner table talking about my working class roots that's for other people to do because that they know that experience Mm -hmm. yeah no yeah I agree I totally agree with that and I think I think that was like I said before it was as soon as you know what you want to talk about and what your voice is and what means things to you and like and also what you find funny, do you know what I mean? I think sometimes you can think about so much about the audience enjoying it, which obviously that's the whole friggin' point. But like, you know, you've got to, you've got to believe in what you're saying as well. And I think yeah. for me, it was just like, yeah, not everyone is going to find you funny. You aren't everyone's cup of tea and that's great, but there will be another hundred to maybe that 10 that wasn't do you know what i mean and but also you can work towards being that as well you can find out what they didn't like yeah, you can also go yeah. back and smash that gig do you know what i mean in the um, early days don't put pressure on yourself to be funny in every room you're still learning so learn your lesson and move on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's so, i felt like an auntie saying that i feel like i should do something <laughs> no, no, rebellious will die on its ass in another. That That right. is part and parcel of the industry. Don't ever write a joke and think that's a belter. Yeah. It'll be a belter, but don't don't count on it working every... What works in Hastings one night, you will die on your ass in Glasgow the next. Like, right, it, let me tell you this, whatever works anywhere else dies in Bath. That's what we all know. <laughs> <laughs> Everything <laughs> dies in Bath, okay? Don't go to Bath looking for laughter. <laughs> I love this. Everybody has got a place in the UK where they go to die every now and then. Is yours bath? It's bath. Mine's horrible. Mine's oh my god. I've need resuscitation after gigging in Guildford. It's all I've never gone down well in Guildford. Really? Oh my I I have left like looking over my shoulder as I'm going back to the train station because I'm like, they want my blood. They want my blood. Yeah. And the thing oh. is, I do, it's, I don't, it's just weird. But I feel like it's pity laughter. So you know, like when they're laughing, they've been not laughing for so long, they end up going, hmm, is this over yet? Mm, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, listen, this is funny, okay? <laughs> yeah, everyone else laughs at this. Yeah. It's you lot. <laughs> and then you look like that comedian that's having a breakdown going, this is yeah. funny! <laughs> 
It was funny when I did it in Inverness. <laughs> oh, that I can't believe yours was bath. I think I lost them the second I said bath instead of bar. And I just thought, you know what, I'm out, I'm tapping out. <laughs> I lost them when I said London. And I was, even though I said bath, I said London, and they were just like, well, this is rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's some also lovely people at Bath as well, but you know, that's really yeah. hilarious. Sure um, there are, just haven't fucking met them at a comedy night yet. And then you <laughs> no, I'm joking, yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> Um, we've actually got a question in our Q and A. Did we tell them to write questions? We didn't, did we? <laughs> oh, yeah, you can oh, write yeah. some down at the bottom. You know what? After you know how we've been zooming for so long, I'm still absolutely crap at it. So like, I'm like, I can read it out if you like, want. Your mom on a, on a little phone. Um, let's have a look. Yeah, I got it. I got it. So, um, from LS Cook, we've got. Are there many women agents for comedians who are women? So I'm going to hand this over to you guys. I think there's quite a hand. Loads of female um, agents. There's loads of female agents, whether or not like my, my agent is female, and then, um, so, but I don't, I don't think there's um, agencies that I, I don't think anyway that yeah. have all female um, books. Yeah. I think there's some agencies who actively try and uh, elevate voices of of. Of women yeah uh, in fact yours right Tanya yes mine does I mean we have uh, mostly females on the lineup um, on the roster should I say not a lineup what a loser always oh, on always on oh come on <laughs> like who am I right now um, but yeah mine does we talk we Hannah is fantastic for females we do have males on the lineup but it is mainly female it's female heavy and I have a great was that, time. Was that, a, was that a specific choice that Hannah Leighton Management did? It wasn't female-led. It was more that I feel like with Hannah, it, she wants to keep her um, agency boutique. And so she wants to get to know you and what yeah. you want to do with your whole career and how she can help you in like a five-year span. Right. So I feel like when I went for chats with other agencies, it was more about being a number. What can you do for me right now? How can you make me money? Yeah. And I like the idea of working with somebody who was ready to work with my career and more yes. than just me bringing in dollar all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think there's agencies that that focus more on that, mm. like human side of nurturing, and there's agencies that do focus on elevating voices that aren't being represented the yeah. way they should be at the moment in the industry. As I say, Hannah Layton has a lot of female acts. Then um, UTC Artist yeah. Management are they called or UTC? Up the Creek. Yeah, um, and they 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 have a lot of like. Um, like black and Asian like voices, yeah, mainly, yeah. Um, and working class as well because yeah. that's not represented when you watch. That's that's kind of their market. Uh, that's kind of their market. Their ethos, I think, that as a company, that's what they try to strive yeah. to do. Yeah, uh, support those voices and raise those voices up, which I think is awesome. It's a great. Yeah, company. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I don't think there's a couple of questions, not. Ellen. Do you want me to read them? Or can oh, yeah, yeah, please. I'm crap at this. You think? Yeah. I'm uh, a question from uh, uh, anonymous attendee. Come on, anonymous. Uh, <laughs> do you travel internationally? Yeah, baby. Jet setter. I mean, <laughs> I travel a lot less than Maisie, but my goodness, it is one of the best things about the job is getting like a free holiday because when you go away, the comedy show is still two hours long. You have the whole day in another country. It's fantastic. Okay so good yeah. yeah um yeah it's, it's really cool and like 
I don't I don't know like where you guys have gigged, but if if you go abroad, there's always that like really scary idea that like they're not going to get me because yeah, I'm British and they're not going to understand it. Yeah. And then it's like, oh no, there's some stuff that does just the same way like. You know, you can watch American comedy and you still find it funny, mm. even though there might be little references about, I don't know, like different states. And you're like, yeah. ah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but by and large, they, they really go for it. And also, like, they, they come knowing that you're from the UK, so they, they understand it. Like, yeah. they're not expecting you to have a plethora of local knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I really enjoy them. I think they are the, one of the most scariest things. And also, you travel alone as well, nine times out of ten or eight times out of ten. Um, and so that's a thing as well, going through that whole process. Also, you get material from it. So there's also yes. that. Um, you get loads of material from traveling. Just so much material about carry your whole experience from packing your suitcase to unpacking your suitcase yeah carry all of it the kind of people you end up sat next to on a on a train they're always interesting yeah um yeah it's a good it's a good as tanya says it's a good way of like seeing real people i mean yeah. that as in like not comedians like you're seeing people going about their day-to-day -day life yeah. and they're also not aware of you being a comedian yeah and also that's the best way to get the most universal material because that's something we're all collectively doing as just random people we yeah. all go on holidays we all experience that idiot on the airplane we all experience that one person who was walking slow and we were trying to get to our gate we all experience do you know what i mean we all experience yeah. that so these are one of the best things to do to Look get all the great comedy that's going out now about karens like Everybody oh, has been a Karen on a train, on a plane, in the supermarket, in the queue in front of you. And if they've not had a problem with you, you've watched them have a problem with someone else. These people are real people and we, we recognise them straight away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Right. On our last question now, a quick fire question. Name your favourite comedian who is female, past or present. Oh, Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, um, Victoria Wood. Forever. Yeah. yeah Victoria. Oh, man. After I just. Why did you say Victoria Wood? I just went oh, through a whole process for you. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I just think. Oh, we lost Ellen. Oh, has she frozen on your screen in a really attractive way? Like, she's going to absolutely love this. Let me take a photo. She is absolutely going to be over the moon. I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if it's frozen like that. For All right, minute. last question. Would you recommend specific agents? Um, I wouldn't, only because I think it's... Hey, babes, can you see your face? Yeah, can you see me? Yeah, can you see your, your frozen face? Abs, I'm taking a photo for you, Abs. You're gonna love it. Oh no, have oh, a frozen face. Like it's, oh. it's, it's, it's a Joe special. It's just oh. <laughs> get that across. That's gonna be the album cover. <laughs> you know those photos that people use to um, advertise a night, and it's like a comedian mid laugh. It's a very like sort of early noughties kind of style of promo <laughs> oh my god i'm sending it now <laughs> that is so, my phone overheated because we're obviously just such hot topics so uh, 
That's what you I just had a question, Tanya just read it out. What was it? Yeah, Tanya? sorry. Would you recommend any specific agents? And I would say no, only because I think you should find who works for you. So there'll be a moment, maybe after you win a competition or you do a good Edinburgh run, they'll come in their droves. You'll have lots of coffees. You'll sit down and talk to them. Go to all of them before making a decision and make the decision that feels right to you. It's probably the best thing I would say. Definitely, definitely. Best advice I ever got was that it's basically like a relationship. So, you know, like when you go on a first date and you know, you know, kind of like 15 minutes in if you want to see them again or if they're yeah. um, probably going to... Or if you're going to block them when you leave the restaurant, yeah. <laughs> well, you, you know if you're going to like say you're going to the toilet and in fact catch the 36 bus home. Um, I am well, in love with the precision of the bus number. <laughs> You have and no that, idea that bus ran through my estate. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true about you. I, I, when I was like starting a stand-up, I invited every agent I could, I could look up. I was, I was writing to all of them and like none came except one. And it just turns out that it's the one I'm, I'm now with. But I, I, they, I didn't sign with them or anything. They were like, I'll oh, keep in touch. Yeah. And then two later, I did say you think you're funny. And I, I was lucky enough to win, and then it like it was like um, flies round a cow poo. It was Aww. it was it was like it, it mad. happens like that, isn't it? When you win a competition, yeah. you and are I, suddenly I, like, oh shit, you can see me. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I was a ghost. I didn't know. You go to meetings with people who were like, can I just say, I really think you're fantastic. And you're like, yeah, well, you, you didn't when I emailed you three months ago. That's yeah, the one that pisses me off. Yeah, because I've heard about you a lot. I didn't I didn't just stick with the one that um, my agent who came to see me weeks ago I still went and had coffee with all of these ones and some were really great some were like you know we really get you and this is what our plan would be and this is what we'd like um, going forward and then some were really more brazen with it of like you need to be more working class really tap into that and then some, I remember meeting Claire, who I'm with now, for a second time, and her question was just, what do you want to do? And I'll tell you how oh, that happened. That, and that, that, was the, that was the sold, the golden thing for Hannah. She said, how can I help you? And I was like, oh, where, where do I find? That's no different to dating. When you go on a date and somebody just chats about themselves yeah. for an hour, you can't be less interested. Yeah. And then you meet one person who's like, oh, I like this about you. What are you like? What are your interests? What are your hobbies? Mm. Do you want children? Just normal chat. And that's, that's the history of mental illness in your family. <laughs> that's, that's the beautiful thing. All those normal date one questions. Yeah. I yeah. Think, um, yeah. Agencies is personal to you. So definitely um, go and experience it. Um, yeah, sure. There's another question. Do you want me to read it, Ellen? Are you all right? Um, I think we've got to wrap it up there, but. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed that. Have you? I feel like we've had a DC. We've, yeah. I've enjoyed it. And I hope we've, um, yeah, we've, we've touched on some really good stuff. And thank you so much for joining. Um, yeah. Thank you, man. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, wicked. Well, nice to see your faces as well. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, here he is. Good. Well done, guys. That was amazing. So we have to cut. I know we could all chat on for ages, can't we, in terms of all that. But that was amazing content, guys. Thank you so much. Um, 
but yeah, thanks, thanks for coming. Um, everyone else, um, please tune into IAF and over the next weekend. Um, if you do want to catch this, it has been recorded, so if you want to sort of watch it in the future, we'll sort of um, get it out in the next sort of few days and um, to recap this amazing session. Uh, I think it's a really important discussion that needs to happen more. Um, hopefully, we can facilitate that as well. Who knows? Um, but yeah, thank you so much, guys. Um, have a lovely evening and take care. Drive home safe. Oh, <laughs> classic. <laughs> Wrap it up. Bye, man. Fantastic. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank Bye. you. Bye.